0: Tell me if this sounds like you. Ditching the rat race for financial freedom is your rally cry. Shaking off the hustle and grind mentality for time freedom makes you want to do a little dance. Creating a life where your money makes more money for you, now that's your jam. Why figure all of this out? More time with loved ones and the ability to make a meaningful difference in your world. Now that's what drives you. My name is Jenny Townsend. Now, let's up level. What's up, Podcast Nation? Ginny Townsend here, and I'm excited to come to you with another episode. It may sound different, this podcast, because I just went to go pick up some flooring for a new Airbnb we are about to bring online, hopefully by the end of next month, which is so exciting. And the flooring is gorgeous. It was exactly what I was hoping it would be. You know, when you're choosing from like a small sample, you know, anyway, big decisions, right? So, quick shout out, by the way, to Tile Liquidators out in Folsom, California. They have the best customer service and totally helped me find the best deal on the look that I wanted and on the product that I wanted. So, shout out to them. Okay, last episode, if you have been following along this adventure of trying to decide, hey, is having an Airbnb as another revenue stream your next step towards financial and time freedom and helping kind of weigh out all of the pros and cons and all of the different strategies and investment types and you know, there's there's so many different ways to approach this type of a revenue stream. I've been thinking through. Okay, what would what would have been most helpful if I had started this actually with some strategy in mind? Because as you may have heard in a previous episode, we became accidental Airbnb hosts. Um, so it wasn't a huge amount of strategy that went into our initial decision making. But since then, there has been a lot of strategy. So. I was thinking what would I have loved to have known or thought through and on the last episode I mentioned that I would be talking about a couple of different ways to both mitigate risk but then also to be able to look for and to be able to capitalize on any additional upside and I think between the two mitigating risk is far and away the most important As you think about entering in, if you choose to, entering in to having um, to being an Airbnb host or a short-term vacation rental host. And I know that I'm not on my own in that belief that like really famous investors like Warren Buffett and Ray Dalio, they're all about mitigating the downside? How do you protect against loss? Yes, they want to grow their their wealth, they want their money to make money, but more importantly, they focus on how do we mitigate any risk before we make an investment. And so I feel like if it works for them, (laughs) if it's good enough for them, it's a great first perspective to have when considering whether to be an Airbnb host or what kind of Airbnb host you'd like to be. And so I think that there are a couple very practical ways to mitigate any risk on this potential new venture. And one of them is to try it out with something you already have access to, whether that be listing a room in your place. Um, You know, yeah, so if you have like an extra bedroom in your home, apartment, condo, cabin, whatever, or, Actually, I think what would be really telling and eye-opening would be to rent out your entire place. Now, at first, okay, hear me out, hear me out. This would be a test. So this isn't, I'm not asking you to move out of your house and rent it out to, on Airbnb. What I'm saying is, what if you were to list your entire place on Airbnb and go through the process of being a host talking with people answering questions whatever seeing how much you could actually make actually being able to deposit that money into your account and then if and when your place gets booked then you actually utilize a little bit of geographic arbitrage and rent a place on Airbnb for you and your family to stay in. Obviously this would be a lot easier if you didn't have young kids or whatever, but I actually think it's a pretty grand adventure. So um, I think, yeah, and then actually seeing, hey, do I even enjoy this process? Did I enjoy the process of creating a listing and taking the photos and thinking about, okay, what, what what I need to do to set up an Airbnb, like having the Wi Fi codes ready. I mean, if nothing else, have the Wi Fi codes ready and toilet paper, right? And clean bedding and all of that. But, you know, there are a couple of things, logistics, that oftentimes once you get set up, they're in place, but it'll give you a great sense of what it's like to actually be a host without having to really invest anything. I mean, if you're going to be renting out a room, an extra room in your house that maybe you had used as storage. Um, Okay, yeah, like the cost of putting it together as a bedroom, that that feels rather minimal and you could definitely recoup the costs. Even if you don't want it to be a long-term play, you can keep renting it out until you have recouped the cost and that feels like a very low-risk test, right? Even renting out your entire house, I think is a pretty low risk test because you can either break even or even make money on it if you're able to stay somewhere for less while you have guests in your own home. Okay, so that's just a test run to see. All right, let's get past the gate of like, is this even fun? Is this something that I want to pursue? Um, as a more meaningful revenue stream in our family. Okay, so that's, yeah, that's mitigating one risk because some people don't like it, some people hate it. And it's great to know that before you've really invested any meaningful time or resources. <laughs> you hear those windshield wipers going? Yeah, it's a little rainy, it's a little rainy right now, but I still, if, in case you're wondering, I am on a very uncrowded road and I do feel very safe talking while I am in the car. So, um, okay. So that's one risk that I think is, is easy to mitigate. Will I even like it? And then another risk is okay. So let's say you decide you want to go ahead and purchase a property with the intention of it being a short-term rental. Now, obviously that, that does come with some, some outlay of cash and time to actually buy the property and furnish it, right? But I think that there are still ways to mitigate the risk of any purchase you may make um, simply by taking a look at exit strategies. So something that my husband and I have learned about investments is thinking about, um, you know, and we've learned from experience from things that didn't work out as, as wonderfully as we'd wanted them to, but thinking about what is the exit? What is the plan for the investment? Is it the ability to sell it? Is it, what, what is the plan? And so I think if you are planning to purchase a property with the intention of having, like I said, a short-term rental, a furnished rental like an Airbnb. In my mind, there are a couple of different exit strategies that if the numbers work, if it all pencils, it, it mitigates risk. And one of those is, okay, let's say either you didn't like actually being an Airbnb host or some local law or whatever changed and you were no longer able to do to be an Airbnb host which that has happened to people granted in more urban areas to be honest but it has happened could you rent out that place unfurnished so for a longer term you know, just more of like uh, kind of like a bread-and-butter basic rental if you couldn't have it as an airbnb so yeah like maybe the roi won't be as high but could you at least break even in my mind i would want a little bit more of a cushion than just break even in this scenario but taking a look at just like the basic bread and butter long-term rental rates in the area could you cover the cost of your mortgage and or, you know, insurance and any other um, expenses that would need to be included by, by someone just renting out the place long term. And in my mind, that gives such freedom and flexibility to, for you to decide what you would like to do with the place longer term. So if, I mean, depending, who knows... What the real estate market is gonna do over the next couple of years. I mean, we've we're we're at, we're at a little bit more rural. We've seen a huge buying boom this year because people are looking to get out of larger cities. But I know eventually that boom will slow, and I mean, yeah, who knows? Who knows how how prices will shift, right? Like this is it's it's an unprecedented market, right? But having income that at least covers your costs of your mortgage and any other expenses, like I said, would give you the flexibility to ride out whatever, you know, market may come and give you the ability to sell when it's in an up market again. And um, yeah, so really, if you have someone covering your costs, if you're even making a little bit of money... Essentially, it doesn't 100% matter what the market is doing, right? I mean, yeah, it does, but it doesn't, it's not not dire if you can have all of your costs covered. So that is, that's another way um, to be able to mitigate the risk of actually purchasing a property to be an Airbnb property, an Airbnb place you'd like to rent out. And finally, I mean, yeah, even if you aren't planning to necessarily sell it, um, taking a look at how long properties in that area go for um, before they're actually sold, like how much time do they spend on the market, I think is something great to know um, before purchasing a property for Airbnb. Now, like I said, unprecedented market, you can't necessarily take like what is it called? Past performance doesn't guarantee future results. Right, but it gives you a sense of like if it takes if a house is usually sold within two or three months in an area, it's like, okay, okay. But if houses take longer to sell or if it's a, a more unique property, that's something to take into consideration that it might take you a little bit longer to exit to sell if if that was indeed um, the choice that you had to make. So making sure that you've done your research, that you've done your due diligence, and um, and the numbers make sense, the scenario you're comfortable with, um, I feel like in, in those scenarios, that mitigates so much risk in my mind. So then I'm free to go for the most profitable in my mind, um, most profitable use of that property, which would be short-term rentals. Um, because yeah, like, I mean, short-term rentals, if you're renting something for like $189 a night, something like that, $199 a night, that's $6,000 a month. If you have it booked out a hundred percent, right? I know, I know, but let's just say like the, the, opportunity or the capacity to make six thousand dollars a month is there whereas maybe a rental in your area like a long-term rental might be two thousand okay so all right so now but if you've mitigated the risk and um and it all still you still feel comfortable with it it's within your level of risk that yeah that you you feel comfortable with then feel free to pursue the most profitable like the highest and best use of that property right And so those are a couple of points to consider if you're looking to mitigate, which I absolutely think is so much more important to think about what could we do, what what kind of positions could we take to, to, yeah, just to make sure that we don't actually lose money with this investment. And then it becomes so much more fun, you are so much more freed up to think about the upside and making sure you can capitalize on the upside and, now that is I also love talking about this but it is so locale dependent on what you can actually do to capture more of the upside so there are things like definitely pay attention to what type of a traveler comes to your area and books a place similar to yours so whether it's a house a condo apartment whatever or cabin what is the typical traveler like and what do they want? Obviously, if you furnish it to fit that type of an avatar, if you capture it in photos and then the descriptions, you mention like, okay, our great coffee house is important to my avatar. All right, mention the one that's a half mile down the road, you know, that it's local and it's amazing and whatever, but, but keep in mind who your avatar is and speak their language, both actually in words but also in photos and amenities. And then take into consideration the seasonality of where your listing is. So if, for instance, we live in the Northeast and fall here is gorgeous. And as I was looking and monitoring prices of Airbnbs in my area, I saw that there was a little bit of surge, even in the age of COVID for the month of October. And it's because this place—it just becomes—it's like nature's fireworks. It's stunning. Um, yeah, people want to come to the area to see the fall leaves, well, among other things. But right, but but thinking about seasonality, when could you raise your price just a little bit to capitalize on why people are traveling to your area? to begin with or if there are festivals or events back when we like when we get back to doing events and festivals and stuff think about that and also you can even note in in your photos having photos of events or like in my area there's some a lot of apple picking and things like that in the fall um having photos of that I think it just it it speaks the language of who is looking to book at your area and in that season. So definitely um, making sure, like I said, there's the traveler's avatar, who's coming, then also the seasonality of whatever. Maybe summer is like, you live in a a beautiful place where summer is like, yes people, people visit there for the summer, people go there in the spring, or maybe it's like a ski place and people go there in the winter, but whatever your kind of anchoring season is make sure to to spend a lot of time um kind of like taking great photos of that key season but then also take a look at the other listings in your area Uh, because you know especially if they have a lot of reviews they've been around for a little bit they have figured out some things that work. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel, which is something I love, again, about this business model, is you you can actually see what's working. Um, You can look at other people, say like, okay, this, you know, this this listing has, oh my gosh, it has, you know, like 400 reviews, holy cow. And then you can look at their calendar and see that it's pretty well booked out. Okay, you know that they're doing something right, take a cue from them and and I will actually continue to be doing some more specific um, strategies, showing some specific strategies to help you take advantage of capitalizing on the upside. But for now, I feel like those are really the 80-20, like the big things as far as mitigating risk, the big things as far as knowing who is going to travel, who's going to be actually paying money and designing the experience and the place around them and the seasonality that people are willing to pay more money to come visit. And I think you'll be off to the races. So from here, I hope that you are starting to think about, hey, could we test out having an Airbnb listing by either renting out a room of our space or do you want to do a little bit of geographic arbitrage and place your entire home on Airbnb and then just go somewhere else while you have guests there to see the experience and then take a look at, okay, if you're going to move forward with investing, take a look at the the rates, the rental rates. So if you had to move for a long-term position, um, from an investment strategy, what are the long-term rates in the area that you could command and taking a look at the, the cycle, the sales cycle of houses in that area. So I hope you have, uh, you know, I hope you take action on doing this research and please let me know if you do. I would love a DM from you or, um, tag me in your stories on Instagram. My handle is it's Ginny Townsend and I can't wait to hear what you think and how you've acted. So until next time, continue to be up and to the right.